briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hello and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. And I'm your other co-host, Aubrey. I was going to say, let's just dive right into it. Okay, so night one is where we start off. Yeah, the post-matchup party. Yes. Um, <laughs> just so, so I, I don't know. The first notable thing that happens for me is Paige comments on Jenna and Kai. About how Jenna's a witch. Uh-huh. Because the only way someone could not care is by being a witch. Um, and it's funny because she says that in sort of a uh, serious joking manner. But then afterwards, she does say something that's very, like, a legitimate thing, which is, like, Jenna's monogamous, Kai isn't. That's like, you can't be a match after that. Oh, yeah, and I totally agree. Like, as strange as the metaphor she used was, um, like, I totally agree. There's no way the two of them are a match for exactly that reason. And she's totally right that, like, there's no way a normal person isn't affected by this. This being Kai. I like that, you know, we start off the episode with with, um, Paige calling Jenna a witch. And then later on in this episode, we get what I would call confirmation that Jenna's a witch. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. So, so, along a similar line, like, my first note is about Basit and Kylie, uh, who are, like, the flip side of this coin, I feel like, where they're like, yeah, we have a connection, but we've already talked about the fact that we're going to be, like, hanging out with other people. So, end of drama. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Thank you for proving the point that it can be done this way. Oh, fully. I, I like Basit and Kylie, and I think they are a match. I don't want to say that. Like, I'm totally not ready to say that. I hope they're a match is truthfully what I feel. I just, I don't know. I appreciated that moment of like, we talked about it and everything's fine. So we're not going to spend any time here. Bye. Yeah. Sorry, I have a quick question. Did this episode feel less sort of like narratively driven to you? Like normally they're sort of like one or two big threads. And I felt like I could name, like, the four big threads of this episode, and none of them were really that big. No, this was definitely, like, a B-plot episode. I feel like they didn't get as much out of this as maybe they wanted, but I think... I feel like, and you know, this is just my heterophobia coming out. Gay people are better. No, um, like, they're just, they're, they're so much less drama-driven. Which seems counterintuitive. Well, here's what I'll say is every gay person I know loves drama in other people's lives. I just I don't want to talk about this too early on because I think it's something that develops over the course of this episode. So let's oh, fully. Okay. let's come back to this one, I think, because I sure, I do sure. think you're onto something, at least with so, the, this episode being weird. Yeah. So so Jonathan states that Basit does not arouse him in any way. Did so did he actually say that? Yes. He's, no, he says, I'm not attracted to him. To him? At all. Like, to his face he says that? No, he says that in the boom boom room, or in the diary room. Okay. And that's the, that's the problem, is that's what I have down, is, like, Jonah should say, should say that to them, because, like, that's such an important thing to know. I, I feel for... And this episode, like, I think Jonathan and Basit is one of the major sort of plot lines of this episode. Um, I feel for Jonathan, like, I understand for him how everybody here is, like, really flamboyant and out. And that's, like, maybe a bit tough for him, which also makes me wonder if he shouldn't maybe talk to Max. Um, (laughs) But at least in that moment, I felt like Jonathan and Basit were able to have a really sort of normal conversation. Even if, even if they both knew that Jonathan was being withholding, you know? Yeah, so with Jonathan and Basit's conversation, they, I think they both came away thinking that Jonathan was holding, some, was withholding something. But I think that they came away thinking very different things. 
Because Jonathan came away thinking, oh, I'm not physically attracted to them, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep that one under my hat right here. And Basit, meanwhile, is like, oh, he's just not ready. He's like, he has to push his limits and sort of be willing to step outside of that box. When the truth is, Jonathan, I mean, doesn't want to be outside the box. He's been outside the box, or he's seen it, and has been like, no thanks, I'm good in my box. He's said something to the effect of, I don't know how to make myself like this. And it's like, (laughs) bro, that's the, I should have clipped this one, honestly. But that's just the complete opposite of, like, the whole point of this whole thing right now. It's like, you're supposed to be being yourself. And if being yourself is, like, a bisexual man who's not into being flamboyant, like, that's fine, too. Like, you don't have to step outside of the box as long as you're not feeling, like, forced in there, you know? Like Right. The, The other thing is, and this is entirely a fault of the producers not understanding the difference between sexually fluid and bisexual well, yeah because that's like the big thing is like oh like everyone's sexually fluid everyone's attracted to everything it's like no jonathan is very clearly not jonathan makes a direct statement in this episode that he's attracted to men and women and not people who exist outside of the gender binary which is like that's a valid orientation that's that's just what he is sexually attracted to and you have put him into a situation that would imply that he inherently is based off of what they have marketed this season and what they have continuously told these contestants and that's sort of the fucked up part i i honestly constantly forget too that they keep using the term gender fluid and because like did they make this wrong assumption like did they actually do that for this season i think they did because i was sort of assuming that like they were using it as a blanket term for convenience but like when making perfect matches, considered the fact that some bi people might have types that they are more or less attracted to, just like people I mean, you would are. Think so. Right? And, like and this was my whole concern with this is a a season about LGBT specifically, bi and pansexual sort of like gender or sexually fluid relationships, run and organized by straight people, and that was my concern. I, it's like, oh yeah, you're you're bisexual. You'll just fuck anything. Like, no, that's not what that means. I do want to say it does feel like they're at least trying harder this I season. Don't, I like yeah, you're, trust me, they're trying harder than they ever do the straight people. I'm just not sure it's enough. Oh, I I am. I'm sure it's not <laughs> enough. Um, but I do want to talk about Brandon and Max now, because I feel like we can really easily just beat nope. the dead horse hey, of MTV. you want to try that again? No. Uh, Justin and Max? No. Wait. Brandon and Max had, like... They, I don't even think they talked to each other. Brandon talked about Max. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck you thought you knew their names better than I did. Let's face it, they look like the same guy. Um, they don't. I know they don't. <laughs> no, but they they honestly did a pretty decent job of casting people who don't look like each other this season. It's been yeah, they did. It's been surprisingly so, not a problem. So so I mean, let's just go back to the beginning, which is Max and Justin sat together at the last truth booth ceremony. Sure. And they do seem like they might be a really good match. Like they're both very like sort of on the same wavelength, and they like the same sort of things, and they were friends before they ever sort of even got to the matchy stuff. Except for then Max just starts being shitty. Well, so, I mean, first of all, the whole thing starts with Kai getting on a chair and demanding, essentially, that they break the sexual tension, uh, which was kind of fun. It does. It was. Um, it was also a great shot of their butt. I, but honestly, for me, it, like, this drama was just so normal. And that was a really reoccurring theme throughout the episode, yeah. was that this was really normal drama. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, this drama was entirely, Max is still not comfortable with his sexuality, so he's pushing away someone who he might have a good relationship with. Yeah. Which is, like, human as fuck. Right? Like, it's just so normal. <laughs> Where, like, nobody's evil here. Like, yeah, there are people who are right and wrong, but, like, not in a greater, you know, societal no. sense. 
And even like Brandon sort of commentating on the drama is just like, oh yeah, no, I totally know where Max is coming from. Like I had these same struggles when I first came out, but uh, you know, hopefully he moves past this. And I totally understand why Justin is frustrated by this. Cause like, oh, it feels like he's being led so on fair. his feelings too. Like he's probably like, it seems like he's been out for a while. Like, He's yeah. probably not looking for somebody who's just dealing with this shit. Yeah, dating someone in the closet or newly out of the closet are sort of sort of decisions you have to make into a relationship on if you're willing to deal with that sort of stuff. And not everyone is prepared to, and that's so reasonable. Yeah. Um I know. All of the like so much of the drama is just like normal. I think that's also why, like, I don't know, by the end of this episode, I felt it was just so normal, this whole thing. And it was the first episode. And it's so Sorry. strange for it to feel normal. It feels so weird to not come to the end of this episode and be like, I fucking hate this show. Right, so do you want to go to the challenge? Yes. So, I've, I've entitled it Literal Garbage. Oh, I called it Trashy Dating Trends, but I like yours better. I mean, I think yours is probably more accurate. I know, that's why I like I- yours better. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, so, you know, it's a quiz about dating trends. And if you get it right, you get a piece of trash. I, honestly, I didn't even write anything down because it was literally just them answering quiz show questions. But this is great. Are you kidding me? It's a tr- they do a trivia challenge. Who is running this show right now? Also, also, I love how much of the trivia challenge we didn't get to see. Because they're like, oh yeah, once your trash bin is full, and we see someone put something into the trash, and it's like nothing. Well, And then we see like two questions later, it's like, and now we have two people who have filled up their trash bins. Right. And it's like, how long do you think they had to stand there and play this shitty, shitty game? I just, if this was Survivor, I don't mean to keep drawing this line, but I feel like if I checked the credits, a Survivor EP is now on this show or something. Because this is exactly <laughs> the kind of weird endurance knowledge challenge that Survivor <laughs> would cook up. Which is like, yeah, let's see how much you guys know about the Samoan Islands. Except it's Are You the One, so it's weird dating terms. <laughs> Let's see which ones of you can fully list all of the urban dictionary. <laughs> oh, looks <laughs> looks like Jenna passed out. She's eliminated from this one, just couldn't take the heat. We turned off the AC for this one too. Fuckers. She won't get to eat pizza later. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm just gonna skip right to the end with the winners. What do they call it when your date eats grubs? <laughs> Pumbaing. Um So 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 actually so you know, as much as I hated the challenge, I thought it was fucking stupid and great. I thought it was stupid um, and fucking loved it. I loved it. Um so so I, the, actually there was sort of an interesting sort of curve at the end which is each winner gets to bring two people on a date. Right? Which that's, I actually think is kind of interesting. That's what I mean. Who's running this season? It's so good. That's so smart. You're forcing someone. I can't help someone. but think that maybe Frankie actually does get a voice on some things. I don't want to get to maybe her they're yet. listening to the therapist. <laughs> Anyways, so Justin picks Jonathan and Jasmine. Team J for life. Yep. Uh, and Remy picks Brandon and Paige. I have two comments. First of all, I think it was Nor accused Justin of flip-flopping for not picking Max, when literally the night before, Max said, no, I don't think we're a perfect match and we shouldn't hang out together. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, calling him a flip-flopper was stupid. Being frustrated with him makes sense, because I'm sure, like, everybody knows what's really going on. Right, but, like, it's so fucking reasonable. And also, I like that we get to see Max go like, oh, no, I fucked it up. I know. That was such a good moment of like, wait, I'm feeling bad right now. Oh, Oh, I hate this. That's not a good sign. (laughs) Oh, no. Am I gay? (laughs) (laughs) And then also, I still think Remy should have picked Kai. I think, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I I have a gut feeling that they might be a match. Oh, I totally agree. I'm... I think Remy and Paige is a really interesting one because he seems super down to like prove. Yeah. And we'll, like, we'll talk about that later. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so that, those were my two comments that I really had. So now we go to a random truth or dare game, which yes. I feel like they made them do because the last party was just really like, again, no? for the Are You the One spectrum, really tame. It was just people yeah. drinking and a little bit of arguing, but mostly just hanging out. 
Well, no, hold on. Even their truth or par- dare, their truth, truth or dare party <laughs> was so much tamer than like just the average straight people party. There was no screaming. There was no crying. Jenna, I, Jenna did get completely naked though, and like uh, spread them. Yeah, she got completely naked, and there was nothing. Like everyone was just like, "Oh, that's dope," and then moved past it. <laughs> that didn't end the party. That didn't cause some big spectacle. That was a moment in time that everyone then whizzed right past. I mean, that's true. Like, like the straight people would get into fights over dancing with each other. I so before we talk about the main event and like the reason why this part probably aired at all after they were so disappointed by the lack of drama. Um Yeah, I do have just a bunch of things that happened that I like. I mean, there were a bunch of good things that happened. I didn't bother writing them down because none of them, like you say, it was oh, just well, things so, we moved past. Well, so here's like so Danny said that he, he thinks his perfect match might be Jenna. Uh-huh. Because they're both smart in similar ways. Um Jenna did naked yoga. Oh, is that how we're calling it? I, that's what I called it. Um, Danny and Kai did a standing 69, which I do have some quotes for oh, good. during this segment. So one is, truth or dare is getting a little frisky, and I think a little frisky might be a great title. Uh, and then the other one is an upside down 69. That, that is a good... Which is another great title. And also, Danny, it doesn't matter if it's upside down, it's the same. That's the whole point. <laughs> You know, I'm into some freaky man, you know, like. So what I wanted to say about this, just completely (laughs) moving forward, was that they are hitting the confessionals so hard this episode. Like, did you you notice that it was just constant interruptions from people in the confessional? Yeah, it was like scene, confessional, scene, confessional. It was more like scene, confessional, shot, confessional, thing, confessional, confessional, confessional. True, true, true. Step confessional, step confessional. We're fucking tangoing with confessionals over here. Yes, which I, I, uh, a, I liked. I just enjoyed it. Um, it was a fun sort of shot for at least the truth or dare thing. As like a, it felt like a movie, honestly, more than it felt like real life. Um, and also, just these people are just keeping their shit to themselves, which I like. Well, and it's just, I think we're seeing a lot of perspective this season that people are able to maintain that just previous seasons haven't been able to. They also seem way more sober just in general. Like we've seen them drunk. Don't get me wrong, but like the, this episode, they all were just seemed pretty clear headed, which is definitely making a difference. Something I'd never brought up, but that people on the subreddit were making fun of is they were like something that's never that's truly never happened before on are you the one? Oh yeah and it's a picture of remy with the green tea and it's like a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage yeah oh i thought it was a Lacroix, but oh maybe it was I don't fuck. but the point is it wasn't alcohol yeah like i you're right when has anybody um, like ever been seen with something that wasn't alcoholic on they're this? all shown with red solo cups always and like maybe they're not always drinking alcohol but fuck do they make it look like they are oh for sure um um but so then we get to the big part yeah bring us into that so jonathan is dared to take a shot out of his number two's belly button i do love that they have just taken to calling them that also like who's your number one and your number two it's a feels kind of shitty but also b surely full fully shows that they all know that they're in a fucking game it's very pragmatic it's not exactly kind but it's practical um, and I like it. So anyways, he's like, he bitches out. Also, this he's is like, this is not the big part that I thought you were going to go into. Oh. But go ahead. Well, I'm going to stick with this. Yeah, no, do. He's like, no, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be. He said, I'm trying to be respectful of Justin. Which, like, girl. Um, fucking, I, I don't know. I'm just so over Jonathan. I hate him. I but then we get to all. the worst part, which is like, everyone's like, well, who is your number two? And Basita's sort of just sitting there, like, in the background, and he goes, Brandon! And you just see Basita's face fall, and it's so sad, and I feel so bad for them. I mean, I do too, but Jonathan has no idea that he's hurting Basita's feelings. None! He's so oblivious. And then Jonathan goes on to talk about how physique is very important to him. Which I only bring up because it comes up later in the episode. It does, and we'll get to that. The part that I thought was the big one, because I'm just really following this Kai-Jenna story that's happening. 
um, was when Kai gets dared by Noor to kiss their second choice, which is yeah. like vicious, but also great because there is like zero drama happening. Oh, um, I love it. And Kai just goes right into it with, uh, with Carrie. Really? And Jenna, I have a clip. This is one of the two clips that I have. My last relationship wasn't exactly love. It was infatuation and passion and drama and a toxic form of love. This feeling that I have falling for Kai right now, it feels like love because it's the only love I've ever known. But at the same time, it feels kind of dark. A toxic form of love is also my submission for title. Uh, mine is, uh, it feels kind of dark, is another one. <laughs> like, oh, she says that, and I'm like, she's going to murder someone. I'm just, this is becoming like, okay, what major red flag is Jenna going to ignore this episode? This episode. Well, also, also, I like that, you know, as much as Kai is, is, is fucking littering the field with red flags, um... I really like that Jenna has just shown us in the confessional. She's opened up a small little chest filled with her own red flags. And she's like, but I keep these here with me inside my mind. I mean, this is what was her fucking name last season? Britta? No, that's a community. That's community. (laughs) The crazy one. Oh, the one who wouldn't um, stop dating Zach. Bria. Bria. Yeah. This she is Bria and Kai right now. Where, like, she knows this is a bad idea. And, but, and I get oh, the attraction and everything. I do. And Kai is not being intentionally shitty in the same way Zach is. They're just, they're just no. not a match is really all this is. Yeah, Kai is just not big, monogamous. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that's sort of one of the big differences between Zach and uh, Kai that I've noticed. Is, is Kai does shit. And he's just like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, if she's my perfect match, she'll get it and she'll understand. Because, like, that's just what... Like, I am and what I do and what love is, I guess. Who have we heard say that? Remy. Whereas Zach was like, oh, no, I'm going to cheat because I want to and it'll make her feel bad. But I can make her like me again. <laughs> I'm not a douchebag. No. Um, but yeah, no, I just I like that. Well, I didn't like I I hated seeing. The crazy side of Jenna and the part where we see that she might actually be a witch. <laughs> oh, yep. Okay. I see your point there now. Like, yep. We saw her fucking come into the confessional with her cauldron in her hat and be like, I'm going to cast a spell on you. I don't know. I didn't have a full thing for that. It's okay. I'll just, I'll tag that with the Hex Girls song uh, <laughs> and it'll seem intentional. Totally. Um, so then we get to the date. Yes. It's the same one as Swimming last time. Swimming with dolphins. Oh, was the last one something? No, this last one was scuba diving. This one is swimming with dolphins. So, like, it's don't different. get me wrong. This is very cool, and I would have a blast. But it's basically the same thing that we did last time. This is, this is our equivalent of the bar for this season, I think. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, oh, they're in the open ocean? Cool. Fun. <laughs> Thanks. Neat. <laughs> I will find it genuinely hysterical if if this season we're like, stop going to the ocean. It's passe. It's good. No, it's going to be sea turtles next episode. Next episode, they're going <laughs> to swim with sea turtles. And then they're going to fucking end up swimming with sharks. The fourth season is going to be the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have, I guess, like four dates in one or in two. I, I really liked this. The forcing them to go out with extra people. I loved it. I thought it was such a great move, and I love whoever the new producers on the show are. And we got to see it. We got to see, like, we didn't get to, we didn't spend a ton of time, but I feel like we got the major beats out of it without just being, like, told what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we get Jonathan and Justin first. Yes. And even the the show is like, Jonathan, no. Like, they kiss, and the music stops. It didn't land. It record scratches. It doesn't do that, does it? They didn't actually it do It feels like it does. <laughs> I don't know, but it might have. Oh, uh, it didn't. They were all very nice about it, though. Well, but that's my problem. And, like, not that they should be shitty. But it's like, Justin even says the words, I'm flattered. Which is like, 
he's like, oh, I really like you, blah, 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 blah. And Justin's like, well, that's nice. <laughs> Which, like, if that's someone's response to you saying, like, oh, I think we might have, like, a real connection, like, that's when you just say, like, oh, they're not into me. But Jonathan's like, no, 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 he said he's flattered. That means he's into me. I mean, yeah, you're right. But also, Jonathan is trying to go out on a limb here, and, like, it's... Girl, but he's been out on this limb, and the wind keeps trying to knock him the fuck off, and he's hanging on. I know. You're right. You're not wrong. But I don't... I feel bad for Jonathan. I really do. I, I, I think he's gonna... I hope he finds his legs in all of this. Yeah, I don't know. I just... No, you're right. Like, you're right. And, like, it's a shame, because I love the seat, but they're starting to become a Jonathan. And it's, like, a shame, because I love them, but... <laughs> no, a Jonathan. Because that's the thing, is Jonathan doesn't even pretend, like, Kai likes Jenna. Jonathan does not like the seat. Just like Justin does not like Jonathan. So Remy and Brandon talk. No, hold on. Okay. We're still not yet. I'm glad that once again, we get Max, Matt saying... Shit, I fucked up. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I'm so, I'm not okay with this. Like, I'm a garbage boy. You need to tell me to clip these, because I'd love to just have, like, little five-second clips of every time this episode Max was like, ah, shit. Well, and the thing is, he never, he's never so concise. He's like, I think I may have done something wrong here. I mean, you know what I mean, though. I know, but, okay, so sorry. Go for it. Oh, that's... All of what I have to say about Brandon and Remy, honestly. They just have a oh. normal talk. Well, well, yeah, and we learn about Brandon, because, like, Brandon's got no TV time, except for commenting on other people's relationships. Which he's always been pretty um, on point for, so, like, I'm team Brandon. Oh, fully. I love, I love Brandon. I love that he's not getting screen time. That shows him to be a good person. Um, or a boring person. There are no guarantees. Same difference. He might just be sleeping um, on his shitty. <laughs> but also, he talks about how... He's also sexually very, like, open and adventurous, but he doesn't feel the need to broadcast it. But what I liked is he said it in a way that wasn't, like, shitting on Remy for doing that. He was just sort of explaining that there is sort of this difference between them, but also this sort of similarity at the same time. Well, and I felt like the implication was sort of that he found the secret a little hot and, like, yeah. wasn't bothered about people finding out, but liked that, you know... It was something oh, that was yeah, yeah. That was not the right voice to make for it. <laughs> I don't know. I I was feeling the two of them, honestly. Is, yeah, they were cute. Yeah, like I'm curious to see where that goes, if anywhere. Yeah. So next we get Jasmine and Justin. Right. Who I mean, sort of talk about their coming out. Well, I mean, Jasmine does talk about her coming out. And then Justin talks about how coming out wasn't the problem. It was a lot more of accepting himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, I think honestly, the reason we saw this part of date is again for later in the episode. Oh, totally. This is, and I mean, we're early in the season yet. We are still very much learning who these people are. Oh, uh, fully. And these, these little moments I think are, are nice insights into maybe why they do some things. Yeah. Um, but the, but the long and short of it is basically that Jasmine had a bad time coming out to her family. And Justin really didn't come out because he just suppressed his feelings towards men. Yeah. Until he didn't. Well, and also we get Jasmine talking about how she had a rough time coming out, but how like she feels very much that it made her who she is today. Yeah. And like how that's a that's clearly a big part of her personal identity, which like totally I get. Right on. Um, so then Remy and Paige, which, so again, this is something I want to say that's sort of very different about this season that's not different about past seasons, which is Remy and Paige, like, Paige A makes it clear of why she's not so into Remy. Uh-huh. Again, um, without being, like, accusatory, just no, stating like, a fact about yeah. herself. Right. She's like, you know, I, in my past relationships, I've had men who have only used me for sex. Um, and you seem like a very sexual person, so I'm going to have trouble not conflating those two. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's and, a concern for me. Right, and Remy is just like, that's so fucking fine. Like, I get that that's something that I'll have to work on showing you, that, like, it is genuinely different for me. And also, until then, like, 
we can just be friends and be cool and hang out because I do just genuinely want to get to know you. Yeah, I don't want to forget Which, to bring like, that up. So I'm just going to say it now. That was a really uh, interesting maneuver on Remy's part, not picking her, even though he's like into her. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, no, I have a comment about that later, too. But so, like, I like that. Hey, Remy got such a redemption this episode. I'm genuinely mad a little bit that he was right. That it's like, oh, yeah, you can't help but love Remy. Like, fuck you. Whatever. Like, you, Dick, you, you looked like you had a no soul. Like, where did you get this soul from? Who did you steal it from? I think he might have taken Jenna's. That's why she's super seeing her descent into madness. Oh, I just, if he didn't level this as a challenge, I wouldn't be so mad that he's charismatic. But he seems like a good guy. He does, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted there to be one gay who I hated on this show. I was so ready for it to be Kai, too. And even he, like, ah, uh, they're all so right. likable. Uh, fuck them and their charismatic. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So we go back and we get the truth booth. Who would you have voted for? Um, I mean, not the people who went in. <laughs> well, so um, I, I don't want to bury. I get, I get why. Well, and that's what I want to say. I don't want to bury the lead with this because, like, they made a good tactical decision, which is yeah. again really out of character for this show. Um, so, because so, yeah, they also they put in the- Remy and Brandon because they sat together at the previous uh, match ceremony, which is also like one of the most boring couples. I feel like you could have sent in, except for the fact that yeah. it's strategic. Well, and I, I think another great thing is that like. You know, the house sort of knows nothing about them, but on their date, they seem to have sort of a genuine, like, little bit of connection that, like, maybe could have become more and just doesn't get to anymore. Sure. And I mean, Remy's probably going to sleep with everybody at some point. So, like, the more you can eliminate early, the better. Right. Um. um but, yeah, no, because I, I was looking at it and I think, honestly, and, like, I get why they did it and it's such a good choice. But I think I would have maybe also put Jonathan and Justin in because mm-hmm. I don't think any of those four are matches. And the sooner Jonathan can get over Justin, the better. I agree. And there's just a whole like weird love. I don't even know what shape going on with that group right now that like yeah. it just needs to get settled. Um, yeah. The only thing I and- have more to say about that is Jonathan uh, talking about the man he's been getting oh. to know said and here's another good quote today i tasted it okay so i I have to be completely honest um it started the truth booth ceremony and terrence was like oh you know did anyone like make any connections and before terrence is done with his sentence jonathan is like i did and i I volunteer his tribute uh, for this connection i honestly like on reflex just like Skipped ahead to the point where Remy and Brandon were in the truth booth. <laughs> I just, I had such a visceral uh, reaction to it. Oh, um, man. Well, I mean, that's the only thing you missed. I wish they were in because because I get why Remy and Brandon were the right choice for the numbers game. But I feel like Jonathan and Justin were the right choice for the social game. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a fair statement. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, numbers speaking, there's a chance that Brendan and Remy are a match. Brendan and Remy are a match. Um, but I just, I don't have any proof of it, and so I don't see it. But I get statistics-wise why they did what they did, and it was a good choice, and I can't really blame them. So after the truth booth, Jonathan and Basit have yeah. the, I would a call heart it- heart-to-heart question mark? Sure. It was the major event of the episode, I guess? It was, I guess, the fight of the episode. <laughs> it was my major event. So do you want to... Oh, I loved it. Do you want to walk us into this one? Because I don't hate so, Jonathan. Sure. So Jonathan and Basit sit down. I'm not sure who brought who, but they decide to talk. Well, and it, that, the whole setup for that sounded so contrived, <sighs> too. That, that felt, yeah. honestly, like a moment of, oh, we need something for this episode. Let's have Jonathan and Basit talk to each other. Jonathan will say something ignorant. He will, and he did. And he did. And so Jonathan opens the entire conversation <laughs> by saying, you should be with Danny. Because, and so here's some shady shit that the editors did. Which is, Jonathan says, because you two are similar, and he says something about how they, uh, 
are there are similar with sort of their interpretations of gender. That's not his wording. That's my wording of what he says. Okay, I think it's maybe um, a little bit generous too. But go on. Right. So here's the thing: is is the way the show edited it is it's like Jonathan is saying Danny wore a skirt. You should be with him because he's like you. And I'm not sure that's what Jonathan was trying to say. But that sure as fuck with the editors were make Jonathan were trying to make Jonathan say that is totally, and I think they definitely like at this point forward tried to give Jonathan sort of a negative edit, which, yes, they which did. also wasn't really landing because it's obvious that like he's ignorant and a bit just confused. He's not evil, shitty, yeah, like yeah. And I I interpreted and the it's, whole it's, thing it's... very much as a both of you people sort of confuse me, and I feel like that means you yeah. might be good for each other. Right. Which is ignorant. Si- but Oh, it's so ignorant. Um and it's and it's and it's and it was so hard to watch a bisexual person do that. Because oh god. I mean, I've experienced it the well you two are gay, you should get together. Uh-huh. Like and it's such a it's such a experience to be told that. <laughs> and and I say experience because I can't even put that in I can't even put into words how it feels. Because it's, like, so disrespectful and so fucking hysterical that they would say that. I just, I, I don't know how to take it. It's, it's just, I only have the one word and it really is just ignorant because it, it represents a just fundamental misunderstanding of the whole thing. Um, yeah. Also, 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 Jonathan says, I connect with Basit on every single level except for sexual and romantic. I know. <laughs> Which, like... Which is called I'm a friend. sorry. <laughs> and what's more is I guess the three levels would be sexual, romantic, and platonic. <laughs> so you connect with them on one level. <laughs> and also you don't. <laughs> also, that's the biggest part is also you don't. You guys are not friends right now. <laughs> Just at all. <laughs> then we get Danny in a cutaway saying Jonathan isn't as woke as Beset. Which is also very true. Yeah, no, it's fair. And again, I appreciate just how sort of non-judgmental about it everybody's not, trying to yeah. be. Like, because I, I genuinely I don't think, think it, anybody thinks Jonathan is a bad person for this. It's just, it's like you say, dumb. I think it's tough, especially coming from a member of your own community. Like, y- there's sort of a higher expectation. And I think also, especially because, again, I'm assuming... Almost all, if not 100% of the editors and producers and shit are straight. Um, which I would love to be corrected on if I'm wrong there. But I think there's a sort of assumption that, that especially from straight people, but also from members of the LGBT community, that, like, if you're in the community, you know everything, you're fine with everything. Yeah. And that's just not true. Like, there are tons of people within the community who don't understand, like, being transgender or being non-binary or, or X, Y, or Z. Or anything, and it's like, just because they're gay doesn't mean they suddenly know everything. It's not like it unlocks some magical door to knowledge that we all have to pass through when we come out of the closet. I understand like, that since, like, I'm a straight person, you have to say that around me and everything. You can't <laughs> let me know about the knowledge. I get it. Right. Well, okay, let's be fair and be honest to our listeners right now. You've been through that door, Taylor. So I think I the sit comes at him a little bit hard. Like, I get why. But, well, yeah. Yeah. But, and so, like, here's my thing. It's like, as much as I don't feel like Jonathan is being malicious, he said some dumb shit. Oh, for sure. And he gets red to filth for it. Well, and I think it very much, too, is apparent that for Basit, there's, like, other shit going on here. Like, he's, he's, a, triggered him. he's addressing the ignorant thing that Jonathan has said, but... They have their own feelings all going on for Jonathan right now, too. So it's like... Right. They're yelling at them about, like, why don't you find me attractive? But using the context of this ignorant shit you've said. Because Basit does sort of go too far the other way and get judgy about what Jonathan is and isn't allowed to find attractive, almost. Well, and then then you get... Instead of Jonathan sort of being like, well, no, that's not fair, because, you know, I'm allowed to be attracted to whatever I'm attracted to... He's like, no, no, no. The physique thing was just about appearance. It was oh, not about appearance, it was so about health. Dumb. And I was like, oh, Jonathan boy. This was just like, such a point. As much as like you were already kind of in the wrong, but not super in the wrong, like you've just cemented yourself into the wrong position by just choosing a bad argument. This was just such a pointless fight. 
like it's good that it happened i think because they're gonna need to clear this air but but at the same time like if jonathan was just a little bit more sensitive and Basit was just a little bit more direct about how they felt like well i feel like i i don't think so so like do we want to i don't know oh okay. well so so first of all another contender for title uh, you whack ass bitch. That is a good one. <laughs> um, so so I mean, talking about sort of like what what the direct, I feel like it was was very sort of direct. I would say maybe even too direct because so he so they first talk about sort of not respecting the the, the gender identity and sort of the the ignorant comments about that, and then they sort of get into the also you don't find me attractive, and Basit sort of. But can I cut you comes off from here? This Sure. Because I don't think that they really get into the you don't find me attractive. It it at least to me came across more like an attack on what Justin finds attractive or on what Jonathan finds attractive than it does it it's not about that. It very quickly becomes not about them and gets into this well, weird general thing that it just should never have tipped into. It should have stayed about them. See, I, I, I'm not sure I, I agree because, like, first of all, talking about Basit's body, like, Basit is, is kind of ripped. Oh, they're jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so first of all, like, the sort of comment about, oh, physique mattering, like, Jonathan is talking about one very specific body type that he's attracted to. Which is fine, and, I feel like. Right, but, like, he never, he, he doesn't do a good job at sort of. Ex- explaining and being more specific about that um which which you know that's just my own personal issues um but so then so then we have Basit saying like um you know you're not attracted to me and then you know i think he because because again i think he being jonathan i think jonathan does not properly explain what he's attracted to physically so i think we get Basit coming away from it thinking Specifically, what he, what what Jonathan is not attracted to in me is the glitter and the the femininity. Um, whereas I think for Jonathan, it is more so not the it's the the lack of giant muscles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're starting to go around in circles a little bit. Like this is uh, yeah. this is a good conversation that we're having. But I want to try and put a pin in it so that we can move forward on this one. Yes, to the section I've titled Basit in the Bathroom. Yes. Um, but basically, I feel like with this whole conversation, Jonathan said some dumb shit that I didn't mean to be as offensive as it was. And Basit's emotions yeah. bubbled out, and they didn't respond as constructively as maybe would have been helpful. Really hard, really hard to blame Basit for their behavior here, but it was right, I, objectively I, not I took it- helpful. Well, yeah, no, I took it very much as, as Jonathan said, some dumb shit because of, you know, the, the ignorance he has regarding non-binary stuff, which he's even admitted to in his confessionals. Oh, yeah. Like, um, again, I don't think Justin's a bad guy, but we've said all Jonathan. that. Jonathan. Whatever. I don't think Justin's a bad um, guy either. <laughs> me neither. I think Justin's actually pretty great. Anyways. Um, and then we have Bessie, I think, truthfully, kind of got triggered, basically, and sort of is like, you know, and then, and, you know... Basit came to a a, a place where, and and again, this is something I blame more on the producers than I do on specifically Jonathan, where Basit was told that everyone here would be attracted to everybody. That includes Basit being a non-binary person, who Jonathan is not attracted to because Basit is non-binary. So, like, you know, in your day-to-day life, you kind of come to expect sort of that kind of shitty stuff. But to be told that you are going to a place where it does not matter and then have it matter, I can't even imagine just how, like, extra shitty that is. Yeah, that's a good point. And I have one of my clips, which I did not pull for this reason, but it actually sort of, I think, mentions is that. Uh, so it might be good. I'm not going to play it because we're not there yet. Okay. But you said we were moving on to Basit in the bathroom. I mean, that was, I, I sort of made my comment about it, of, of Basit talking in the bathroom about it, and that's just how. Oh, okay. That, that's, sort of, that's sort of when I got to this point of, like, of, of Jonathan truly, like, triggered a response in, in Basit. 
so this is this is tonally inappropriate now um but that's part of the reason why i pulled it in the first place is aubrey in the in the version of this that we watched uh Uh immediately after this this argument we get a little bit of a confessional from besiet where they explain sort of what you were saying about how like to come here and find out that somebody is not attracted to you because you're non-binary specifically in an environment for that like how hard that must be right it then cuts to this next commercial and it's just the most bizarre and jarring thing i've ever seen (laughs) it goes to show that you can be in a house full of people that you feel like you can connect with and that feel like they understand you and they don't just don't i just want to feel seen and loved and accepted by everyone and i i've never experienced that in my life it's okay (laughs) The average person will buy more than 20,000 eggs in their lifetime, but they'll probably only buy one roof. So make the most of your roofing project with... The average person will... Why eggs? Why? So this is a roofing commercial. No, they decided, no, 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 no. We're, we're not talking about we that. We are doing this because they opened their commercial about roofing with the average person will probably buy 20,000 eggs in their life. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh my god! It does not um, tie back in. It, it does not. So, so, so the only thing I do want to say is that um, the commercials you get are sort of are are specific to you. Like it's not the same commercials for everyone, even on the website. So that that's just something special we get to share that maybe no one else had to deal with. The average person will swallow thirty thousand paper clips over the course of their life. I, I think. I think the. But idea our of the milk is so creamy and good. <laughs> I think what the I think what the commercial was trying to say is like you know every time you go to buy eggs you're very careful you try to make you like you pre-check it make sure that none of them are cracked like the entire time you're buying them you're very gentle and soft with them and you do that twenty thousand times in your life divided by twelve. Um, so you can deal with one annoying like, roofing company. But, but no, but when you do a roof, you just sort of buy a roof and you, I guess, never talk to your contractor again is, I think, what they're suggesting. That's the other thing. Um, like, if that's what they're implying and they have great clients, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, can we, yes. we get off the commercials? Yes. Well, so we get to uh, Dr. Frankie's visit. Yes. And, and here's where something really awkward happens. Oh? Yeah. Is 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 Jonathan tries to start it off by sort of focusing the session on Basit. Um because he says because he starts off saying, Oh, you know, I want to talk about me and Basit's conversation last night. Like, that's fine, that's good. Yeah. And it's like Basit said that Danny reminds him of their previous relationships. And it's like, that has nothing to do with your conversation. That's about Basit and Danny, if anything. Yeah, that, like that, that does very much mean about that you. Jonathan got the wrong takeaway from the conversation. Right. And then, so then what truly happens is then uh, Jonathan misgenders Basit. And Basit looking like a fucking queen. Sitting there with the golden eyeliner. Like, completely not even moving their head. It's just like, they. And just like, corrects Jonathan. And I was like... You know, I just loved just the, that sort of picture of Basit doing that. It was great. Oh, it was very good. It they nailed the the firm but not mean thing. Like and the, the, I, I the wits like, end tone was nailed. Yes, I also love um, that. You know, it's like Jonathan said he, Basit said they, and then like at sort of like one second delayed, you hear three other person all just sort of go like they, <laughs> like. Like, they were also all going to correct Jonathan. They just got to it a little bit late. And also, were so much less, like, emph- emphatic about it, I guess. Well, and it was... Because I don't, I don't want to spend necessarily the entire episode again talking about these bigger social issues. Because oh. I think they will just keep constantly coming up for us. Totally. I feel like Jonathan is on watch right now, you know? Yeah. Where, like, he, he can go one of two directions. Where he's going to either like learn and improve or he's going to become shitty. And I don't yeah. think there's any like third option here. Nope. Um, Vanish into the background, find his perfect match and get out of the yeah, house. Or, or just stop talking. <laughs> that is always um, the secret option three, I guess. 
So, so something I want to say about Dr. Frankie, again, we don't actually know how long they spend with Dr. Frankie. That's some, right? And like, like, they seem so short, but like, how long are they? Everyone comes away with it with actual, like, growth in their mind. They, they all seem genuinely satisfied at the end, which makes me feel like these yeah. are maybe really long. Well, so, so what, I, what I like that we got to see sort of Dr. Frankie do is take something that is ultimately a very large social issue, which is, is misgendering and sort of Jonathan's sort of discomfort and ignorance about non-binary stuff. Sure. And, like, that's not the point of the session. The point of the session is about relationships. And that is not what Dr. Frankie does. Dr. Frankie does not do general therapy. Dr. Frankie does not do social, like, group, we're going to talk about LGBT stuff therapy. Dr. Frankie does, in this instance, group relationship therapy. And so we see Dr. Frankie take this and be like, well, great, this is a great example of, you know, we, we hear Basit saying that Jonathan has done this maybe a couple of times, and in relationships, when you're not willing to grow and change, and, like, Dr. Frankie pivots and turns it back into relationships and, and talks about growth in relationships, and it's just so well done. Oh, it was good. I feel like Dr. Fr- uh, I feel like Dr. Frankie might actually be somewhat legitimate here. I just wish she yeah. would show up, or rather, when she shows up, get more than, like, five seconds of the edit i oh i i made a comment about that of like i'm sure that we don't get to see a lot of their therapy sessions because my guess is it's kind of boring my guess is it's a lot like real therapy which is just like i'm sure there are moments where dr frankie asks a question and no one wants to be the one to answer with the shitty answer i even though it's all true i just want to know I just want to know which one it is, if it's, like, fast and bullshit, or, like, if it's long and thorough and we're just not seeing it. Um, oh, okay. I googled her name, by the way. She is a lesbian matchmaker, Dr. Frankie Bashan. Well, I'm glad it's um, no longer a stereotype to assume she's gay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, yeah, she, she does, she's a dating and relationship coach. Oh, you see, so. coach, though. That's a tough word. Well, Anybody can be a coach. What? Well, yeah, I mean, but she's also a doctor. Oh, okay. To be fair. But is she licensed? Uh, I don't know. That's not. That's, also does matchmaking. We also really, we don't have to spend any time on investigating Dr. Frankie. That's. Oh, but I love That'll it. be our 60 minutes special. Um, yeah. When we just dive into who Dr. Frankie really is. Um, yeah. All right, very anyways. But we're yeah, cool. we're I love Dr. we're Frankie. running a little long, so let's let's push through this end bit here. So, we get Max and Justin sort of sitting down and talking and Max gives a very sincere and genuine apology that I like. Um where he explains sort of his fears and how he's not really comfortable being out currently and and that's part of why he came here was to sort of grow on that and that he pushed Justin away because of those fears and discomforts. And that he's really sorry because he does really like Justin. Max was so unbelievably genuine in this scene, I thought. And even even the fucking start, when he comes up to Justin and is like, hey, when you're ready to have like a very just serious sort of adult conversation. Because like he's like, I don't want to thrust this upon you. So really, it's when you're ready. And Justin was ready in that moment. I mean, I... So, after having seen it, though, I don't think Justin was ready in the same sense that Max was hoping for. I think Justin was ready as in a, like, I'm not feeling this anymore, so let's just do it. Like, let's get this part done. (laughs) Because Justin, he was kind, but I super got, like, the I have no idea what to do with these feelings of yours vibe from him. I think think what I got from Justin is, A, he was grateful for the apology and the explanation, and I think he does understand, because... From what Justin explained about his own sexuality, he very much dealt with this exact same problem. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I sense forgiveness. I agree. Well, no, totally. But I also think there is sort of this question of, is this something I'm ready and willing to deal with in a relationship? And we don't have an answer yet. I don't think Justin knows yet. Um, Maybe. And something I liked, and this is sort of going into the next bit, but whatever. That's good. Is, is Max, even through this bit and through the next one, his reaction to Justin sort of, like, not being sure and saying, like, you know, I forgive you, but isn't met with, like, a, no, I said sorry, you have to fucking forgive me, and, like, you're being shitty now. It is a very much, Max feels like, I have to somehow show Justin that this isn't going to be a consistent problem. Yeah. which And I think that's very mature of him. Yeah, no, again, this is, everybody's being, re- like, too mature. Right, there's maturity and... 
some perspective. It's got to be because they've all gone through difficult, similar things with coming out, yeah, just finding themselves. I have to imagine. That the level of patience also, they have with others is just a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. Also, another thing Max said that I just like had to applaud him for, 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 for finding the words to so succinctly say it, is that he was fine coming out. He was not fine being bisexual. Yeah. Which is like, like props to him for being able to see that in himself and also have the words for it. Gotta thank Dr. Frankie for that. Maybe. They probably, probably. cut it out. Probably. Anyways. Uh, matchup ceremony? Shall we go to the matchup ceremony? Hell yeah, let's go to the matchup ceremony. Um, first of all, straight off the bat, first thing I noticed is Paige is wearing what looks a little bit like bondage shit, and I love it. I didn't catch that. Oh my god. I loved her outfit. Um, she looks straight, and like we get a close-up view of it later, and like the top is sort of like, it looks like a sweater kind of top. Um, and Except for the bottom are like leather pants with, I think, like a lace like crotch i don't know i loved it so much and i was like she fully looks like a super villain who could step on my throat if she wanted oh i feel like Paige- and i mean that in the gayest way possible i feel like Paige was designed to play some sort of like i don't know crazy outfits were made for her yes um anyways so to the matchups i'm gonna yep i'm gonna start going through them yep. kai and jenna Surprise, surprise. I still don't think they're a match. Me neither. Um, Basit and Jonathan. Basit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Basit should have picked Basit. We keep saying Basit because it's Frencher. Oh, Basit. Sorry. I'm trying to break this habit early because I know I won't be able to do it otherwise. Sorry. Yeah. So Basit and Jonathan. And Basit should have picked Kylie. Why? I don't get the massive reaction. I don't really get the big deal. Because Jonathan is so not into Basit. I want Jonathan. I, I don't know. I guess. No, here's no, my you're, thing. You're right. And, and this you're is, right. again, my, and, and, and like, if it was like halfway through the episode, I would have been more understanding. But at this point, Jonathan has more or less said to Basit, I have no romantic or physical attraction to you. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know why I keep holding out hope that Jonathan will change their mind, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, and it's unhealthy, and it's shitty, and I'm so mad at Basit, and I hope that they get past this, because if not, Basit is just becoming another Jonathan, except for much better dress. In reverse. Um, Next up? Also, I do love their jumpsuit. Sorry. Yes. Uh, Justin and Jasmine. Which I get, and I Max is so Max looks hurt. So upset. Yeah, but Max is like, no. Nah! I mean, it's so early in the game, though. Like, this is really just data gathering at this point. These matches don't mean very much. No, um, but again, I like that Max is like, all right, I'm gonna have to do something to show Justin that I'm the one. Are you the um, one? Uh, Amber and Nor, they're so Kylie sure of themselves. Kira- they started this so episode sure. so, out so, so again sure. saying that they were a perfect match. Like, it's good. It's, it's going to be sad when they're in the truth booth. Uh-huh. Kylie and Carrie. Brandon and Asia. Remy and Danny. And so, I want to say props to Remy. Because he went on, he talked to someone who was like, oh, I think you're cool, but I'm not sure I have any sort of romantic interest in you. And he then did not pick them for the matchup ceremony. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good social move. Game wise, I don't like. I think it would have been justifiable for him to pick her if, like, there weren't that many people left. And I think, I don't know, it would have been justifiable. But good social move. Like, props to you, Remy. Right. It makes him. It shows him to have a heart. Which, again, is very weird and doesn't seem to track. I mean, he's speaking with his actions, and something people don't do very much of on this show. I know. Um, and then, finally, Max and Paige. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we get two beams. Uh, Remy is quoted, by the way, for this beam ceremony with a good old-fashioned, damn it, Terrence. Uh, which honestly, I, I wish I could just bank this quote for use in the future. Like, I feel like there are a yeah. lot of times we could use a good damn it, Terrence. 
like I wish this episode had enough Terrence bullshit that we could title it Damn It Terrence. Right? Like I'm banking this one. I'll just play it as a clip and pretend. Please do. <laughs> um so yeah. So, so two beams. Two beams. Not bad, honestly. Yeah, I mean they seem disappointed, but I didn't I don't know. Oh, right. We get when they get two beams. Jenna declares that her and Kai are not a match. I do not get the reasoning at all. So I think the reasoning is because there were uh, three couples who were the same from night one. So, and and there were no new beams tonight. So I think everybody's sort of thought is those three couples are probably the beams. Or like someone in those three couples are probably the beams. I mean, I'm, um, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. But I'm so used to the opposite, where this just ridiculous couple is sitting there saying, oh yeah, we're the one beam. Meanwhile, everybody is sitting there saying, oh, we're the one beam, I'm sure. And then there are two beams on the second matchup ceremony, and Jenna's like, oh yeah, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm out. Well, yeah, It's good, but it doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) I think because they all agree that Amber and Nora are one of the beams. And then you have other couples like uh like kylie and carrie who make so much sense and jasmine and justin who make so much sense and i'm going to assume brandon and asia make sense i don't know no one had any reactions to that so myself included. i'm assuming it was kind of expected um so i i think her thought process might be like there's too many other good matches and i'm already having doubts which means we can't be the match which is a great thought process like I said, I'm not going to sit here no, and try and talk I, her out of this, even if I think it's dumb. Look, I love that she said it. I can't wait to see next episode if she actually follows it through. Same. Do we want to? Is there any math? Yeah, totally. There's always math, babes. All right, let's do the math. So get off your ass. Let's do some math. Math, 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 math. Okay, so, 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 so. At the end of the last episode, um, we had. 160,000 combinations left. At the end of this episode, 27,000. Where these guys, so I was already sure these guys are going to win, but they're whittling this yes. down so quickly. Um, so they they had no chance of winning this episode because they had three repeat couples. Um, meaning that Basit and Jonathan uh nor Basit and Jonathan, Nor and Amber, and Carrie and Kylie all have like 45, 46% chance of being matches, whereas everyone else is in like the 4 to 15%. Interesting. Right. So so when 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 uh Jenna says Kai and Jenna are probably not a match, sh- she's right. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, the highest person Kai has a chance of being a match with is Danny at 15%, and then Jenna at 10%. Uh, oh, and they were probably, they were supposed to get one beams if they got the most likely outcome, but they didn't, so that's good. It means they whittled down more than they kept. Nice. Good for them. And that's the mail. Math, 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 math. Hello, welcome back to the Not Math. I'm really interested next time just to see if Jenna's reasoning is the logical reasoning or if there's something else going on that she uses to justify this. Cause I really do think she just has doubts and is taking any excuse she can. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's it. We made it through another episode of the boom, boom room. I've been your host, Taylor. Oh, I've been your other co-host, Aubrey. Before we go, Aubrey, you usually leave us with a. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sending something hysterical to you about Bas- uh, okay. Baset. <laughs> Wait, isn't the syntax backwards? What? It says, can we, it's, so it's the meme of the, what, what, what show is this? Is it the Fairly Odd Parents? It's, it's Powerpuff Girls. It's him from Powerpuff yeah, Girls. Um, and it, the, the text is, can we all agree that using your preferred pronoun as your name is one hell of a power move? But aren't they using their name as their preferred pronoun not their preferred pronoun as their name uh either way i mean it's the same difference in their case 
But they're implying that they've taken an existing preferred pronoun and adopted it as their name. Like, I prefer he, <laughs> and that's also my name. You can call me he. That's not what happened. Hey, you don't know that, what fucking order Basit came, or Basit came up really with. <laughs> I'm really confident about this one. This, what, the, <laughs> what Basit did was say, Look, you the, know what? The, like, it's not the I'm, fucking syntax that matters. The point is that having your preferred pronoun and your fucking name be the same thing is dope as oh, fuck. Oh, it is. <laughs> Should be recognized as It is as one such. hell of a power move. But it is definitely diminished by the fact that the meme got it wrong. I'm sorry. I am oh, I hate you. One. I can't believe you tried to ruin this it for me. It ruined itself. Before we go, Aubrey, what is the moral of this episode? The moral of this episode today? On this, the day of my daughter's wedding? Look at me here. Sorry. No, I'm in the mafia. <laughs> I don't know how to do this accent. <laughs> I come to drink your daughter's blood. <laughs> um, the, the moral of this episode is really just if someone shows a lack of interest in you, take that lack of interest and run away. <laughs> and by that, I mean run away from them because they're not interested in you. Uh. <laughs> Jonathan, run away from Justin. Basit, run away from Jonathan. Is there anyone else? Remy, really good job at running away from Paige. You did a good job there, bud. Proud of you. Also, maybe premature, but a, a little good job, Jenna? Knockwood? Yeah, well, no, that's the problem. Is Kai's shown interesting. Oh, that's right, fair. Like, this one doesn't work at that's all. That's a whole different... This is going to be a... Oh, is yeah, this going to be, no. be a whole problem, isn't it? This doesn't belong in the moral. All right, thank you for listening to another episode of the Boom Boom Room. Find us on Reddit. We post regularly in the Are You The One subreddit. We'd love to see your comments on our posts there. I think we also have a subreddit of our own, and if we don't, we will soon. A link will be here, which is, again, another place for you to post your thoughts if you don't like emailing us at tbbrpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left us a review. Uh, If you didn't, send us an email. I think that's it's better that way. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye.